0: Welcome back everyone to episode number 92 of hold the applause my name is matt i am one of your hosts tony are you there matt
1: i am here all systems ago
0: excellent we are happy to be back thank you for bearing with us while we have some gaps between episodes now i'm sure that will continue because well life you know it's just how how things are right now yeah um, but we're happy to be back, <laughs> bringing you some uh, some new uh, information to the airwaves. And, you know, we were going to record last weekend, um, but unfortunately I got sick. And that sucks. I, you know, sometimes I get these things called migraine headaches. And right the day, actually I had it, like we were going to record on a Sunday. And I got this migraine on a Friday and it just lasted, and it was at its worst on Sunday. So we couldn't make it happen last weekend, or actually I couldn't. Um, so we had to postpone this for a week. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about WrestleMania 35, um, because I think, Tony, you can elaborate this on this a little more. But I think WrestleMania kind of um jogged your memory on what our real topic is going to be and what we're going to talk about today
1: yeah so i was thinking about and it kind of plays into wrestlemania so i thought the show was good um as i was watching it live i thought i was entertained especially since it was you know eight hours if you watched the pre-show um right. So then I was done, and I watched the show, and I, and I thought it was good. And we could talk about that particular show in a second. But I, my, what I thought about was, like, you know, these last, like, four WrestleManias, like, these last four years, they all kind of mix in together. And what I mean by that is there's no real match to me that stands out, while it might stand out at the time. Yeah. There's no match to me that I'm like, man, I really need to go back and re-watch that match. Um like, you know, and I, I'm thinking about it and I'll, I'll get to um, later in the show the most recent match uh, from a WrestleMania that I like to go back and watch um, over and over and I'll give my reasons for it. But from about 2016 on, there's no match that I can think of off the top of my head that I'm like, man, I really want to go back and rewatch that, uh, you know, not to say that those matches were bad. Um, and at the time, I think they were good. And, and I don't know why that is. I don't know if they don't stand out because the shows are so long. I certainly don't have any desire to go back and rewatch any of the of those manias from start to finish. Uh, that's for damn sure. Right. Um, and no matches you know, stand out to me. Now, I could probably go back and, and look at it and, and look at the card and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that match was pretty good and this match, but off the top of my head, I can't think of one that stands out that I want to go back and rewatch. And so I was like, let me see what Matt thinks about this. Am I the only one, you know, am I missing something here? And why, why is that? Um, uh, but that's kind of what I thought about after watching the show. Although the show itself, you know, for the, um, for the five, six hours that I was watching it, I was entertained. And then when the show was over, I was like, all right, let's see where they go from here. But I have no need to go back and rewatch any of this stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think I would like, thought about it like that the way you did. Um, but I agree 100%. You know, I think this was definitely the best WrestleMania since WrestleMania 31. Um, just top to bottom, like the card they put together and the maybe the moments that happened and the my personal excitement to watch it. Um, but I think a lot of you know the things you mentioned go into it. Like, I mean, it's a very long event, so things that you maybe care about, if they're not in the right place for you, if you're, if it's not, you know, at your like peak interest level, um, you know, maybe it comes at hour five, and you're just dragging. Like, you just had your second meal. And, you know, you're maybe 10 beers deep or, you know, if you're not a drinker, you're, you know, you're just super full from your fourth burger or whatever, you know, then you those things can affect, I think, how you are viewing at the time. Um, Now, WrestleMania has always been relatively long, but it used to be like just a four hour event. So four hours was like, oh, my gosh, that's pretty long. Now, like you said, it was about it was close to eight hours um it was about 2 to probably 9:30 um it arizona time and in central time for for you know being in Milwaukee it was 4 to to almost midnight so it was you know a very long event um and that will play into it another thing that plays into it is since it's so long there's so many matches And I think when you have, like, 16 matches, you water down the card. So it's like you don't even remember when you're watching what's coming next. Like, what do we have left? You try to count on your fingers. All right, we still have the Finn-Bobby Lashley match. And it's like, all right, I think we can both agree, like, Finn Balor's awesome. We like Finn Balor. Maybe not the biggest Finn Balor fans. Um, But at the time of his match, it was like, I don't think we need to fucking see this And like you came out as the demon. Like the demon is like a must see attraction. And they even managed like to where they placed it in the show. It was like, we don't give a shit. Like, can we just get on with this? Think um, about
1: think about that match. Had they had he not been the demon, how bad it would have been. Oh, I they know. God, they had the demon. At least
0: I mean, and I think they had to because I think they're like, all right, we know that we're going to be short on time. So the demon never loses. It's got to be our only way we can have Bobby Lashley lose in like three minutes. Right. Um, so
1: <laughs> I, I think they did that well, but you're right. The, the here's the problem though. The placement of that match was bad, but you got to put something there. Something's yeah. got to come on right. at the 6-hour it's, it's no, mark. So. I mean,
0: if you're right, if you're going to have 16 matches, like someone's getting screwed. So, yes. I mean, it's just the way it is. And when you have that many matches, it's almost like it's inevitable as you get closer and closer that things will change, people might get hurt. Um you know, creative is just going to not be the same. So your investment or my investment as a fan isn't going to be the same as it used to be where even back WrestleMania, what, twenty seven, twenty eight, when The Rock and and Cena were, you know, built for a year. Like, now we're... We didn't even know if Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan was going to happen. I mean, as... as fans like us we knew but like casual fans you didn't even know if that was going to happen six days before the show right and that's for the ww title right so i mean i think that i think for me personally that's what it is is that these storylines aren't invested in as much as they used to be like we why do we care about the demon against bobby lashley like, there's really no reason why we care. And there were maybe two or three matches that they did enough to make fans care, and the rest of it was just like, all right, this goes on the show. So when I'm watching AJ Styles against Randy Orton, you're like, man, this is a fucking dream matchup. But what did they do to make you, like, get super excited to see these, you know, incredible wrestlers you know, go against each other, not enough. So with that, you know, the storyline and then whatever else happened with that and the lights, you know, people just didn't give a shit. And I think that happened with most of the matches on the card, and that's happened the last few years too.
1: Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I don't I don't wanna I don't want to complain about the length of the show. I'm I just no, you know, we're no just no. making an observation that it is what it is. Um, but when I see people complain about the length of the show, I mean, you know what it is going in. You right. know it's going to be eight hours. So I, I, don't, I can't watch a show like that and then complain that it's long because I know yeah. that it's long going into it. I'm just making an observation as to why I think things aren't standing out as much. And I think the length of the show plays into that. And I don't think necessarily they really give a shit um, <laughs> if I want to go back and rewatch their matches or not. I think they just... WWE, I'm talking about, wants to put on a good show for that day. Yeah. Um, and if they entertain the live crowd and the crowd at home for that day, then they've done their job. I'm, that's probably how they see it, which, which is fine. Um, and I think the last four years, I, I've left WrestleMania. Uh, when you lived here, I've left your house when, back in the day. And I was like, all oh, right, hey, that was cool. You know, that was a good show for, you know, right. I was entertained. Nothing was bad. Uh, and then that that be it. But you, you said it was the best since 31. Which one's 31? The San Francisco?
0: Yeah, Seth. Yeah. That,
1: so yeah, I would I would agree with that.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm agree with you. I'm not complaining at all because we know what it is, and and people don't need to watch it all live. Like you can watch it whenever you want because of the network, and you know if I don't want to go back back and watch certain matches, I'm sure they don't care because again, they went back to MetLife for the first time since. What twenty seven or twenty eight, whenever it was. I think and it was
1: twenty eight because it was Punk Takers, the one I remember
0: being. Okay, there. so yeah. it's been seven years or so, and it sounds like they like almost doubled their gate. So they're like they're making money, like that's what they care about. Is now the weekend is like this huge attraction. You know what I mean? Like people travel in from different countries, from different parts of the U.S. They see takeover. They see WrestleMania. They see Raw, SmackDown. They have access. They have all these different shows that they can go to just for WWE, Uh, and that does not to even mention all the other like conventions and then the other wrestling promotions that tag on to WrestleMania weekend. So like this whole it's taken on a life of its own that it never used to. So now they know they can charge so much more for ticket prices, and that makes them, you know, have to put on probably a longer show and add more star power to it. So maybe, you know, well, not maybe. They definitely don't need to invest as much in storylines when it's like, hey, let's just throw the demon on the show. It's like, cool, so... You know, a guy that's a giant Finn Balor fan went and saw the demon at WrestleMania. Like, that's what you can say. You created that memory from someone. They're not going to even remember five years from now what the fucking match was or how invested or non-invested they were in a storyline against Bobby Lashley. They're just going to remember the memory of being there.
1: Yeah, and my kind of final thoughts on um, WrestleMania is... I think the reason why the matches are so long or the cards are so long is we have we've talked about this before. I think WWE has the deepest roster in terms of number of talented performers um, that they've ever had, Um, and that's why they to get all these guys on and and women on the card. You've got to have 16 matches. And even then, there were still people left off or they were in the Battle
0: Royal or
1: whatever. Yeah, Kevin Um, Owens
0: wasn't even on the show, dude. He's one of the biggest stars. That's what I mean, yeah. so I mean, Zayn. I mean, you could list them all.
1: Exactly. Um, So I don't think – so WrestleMania is not going to get any shorter. I don't anticipate it getting shorter. But overall, I enjoyed the weekend, um, starting with NXT, the Hall of Fame. I mean, we could do a whole – I don't know if you watched it, but we could do a whole recap – episode you and i just on the hall of fame and stuff that happened yeah uh, and comments that were made uh like for example triple h calling uh elite aew a a, a pissant company
0: yeah (laughs) we could do that and that made i'm sure that made uh plenty of you know tweets and headlines but it was also like in response to a billy Gunn comment exactly so you know it wasn't even like triple h was going out of his way to comment billy gunn was just like i could never be fired it's like yeah wait till he just fucking buys the company and fires your ass
1: just to (laughs) fire you yeah yeah um and then sean was like billy's all in you know a little comment (laughs) um so from mxt to the hall of fame to mania i was entertained for the weekend I went into the weekend knowing I was going to do pretty much nothing but invest my time to Mania weekend. Yeah, and I'll do the same again next year, uh, and I'll look forward to it.
0: Yeah, same. Like I'm have no complaints about the way it went, but I know that there are some out there, so we addressed it. And now let's get to the real topic, which we we already mentioned. But you know, WrestleMania gave you the feeling of not wanting to go back and rewatch any matches, but. We do have matches we love to go back and rewatch as big wrestling fans, and I'm sure ours are going to differ greatly. But we figured we'd just touch on some of those. So some of the some of our favorite matches to go back and we can just like binge watch, not even binge watch, just watch on repeat. So it's like, yeah, you know, I'm sure we're going to have different criteria, um, but I'll mention mine first, and then you can tell me what you how you decided on your matches. Yeah. Um, but really, for me, the, some of it is match quality. Like if it's such a great match, um, you know, and it makes me get on the edge of my f- seat, like that goes into it. But really, the big thing for me is moments. Um, so moments what it meant to me at the time uh, in my wrestling fandom. And it, those that meant more to me when thinking about these matches than like match quality. So, like, what happened? How did the result affect, you know, me as a wrestling fan? And why does that make me be able to go back and rewatch and just think of them so fondly in my mind when I think about being a wrestling fan?
1: Yeah, I to me, I didn't really have a criteria, to be honest. I just jotted down some matches that I've personally gone back and rewatched over and over. Sure. Just wrote them down, and then I went back and looked at them and and then kind of try to figure out why I went back and rewatched them. So I have a bunch written down. I, I won't get to all of them yeah. just depending on, you know, how much, how much time we have. Yeah. Um. And then I'll just, as I list it, uh, if you have one, I'll cross it off and I'll just kind of list. I'm like, why did I go back and watch that all so much? Um, and a lot of mine, which might differ from you, you know, a lot of times is, is our era that we grew up in. Um, and I'll get to it. Is you know VHS and not having the WWE Network back in the day, sure. Um, sure. And I didn't. I'd had limited options, <laughs> so some yeah. matches I went back and rewatched over and over because that's all I had.
0: that, that is very true.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, but we'll get to them as we list them one by one. And I try, I try to cross off some of the obvious ones too, just because to, some of them are pretty obvious. Like, well, yeah, of course you go back and watch that. I could have probably listed off fifty Shawn Michaels matches, but I'm not going to do that. I think I only have a couple.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: but yeah, but we'll get to it.
0: All right. So, do you want to go first or me?
1: Well, yeah. Let me, um, let me go first, and let me just get to the one that I alluded to earlier, and the most recent Mania match. That I do go back and have rewatched a few times um, was from WrestleMania 31, the one that you said you know was the best. Uh, you know that you said this one was this year's was the best since that one. Mm-hmm. So the, that's the one. And for pure mark out purposes, um, you know the Sting Triple H match that featured DX coming back and the NWO coming back and interfering. Uh, that was a huge mark out moment for me. Uh, I'm a big fan of the. Attitude Era and, and those two factions particularly and a big fan of The Click and Shawn Michaels. Uh so when those two I mentioned this before, I was really intoxicated <laughs> when that show was on live. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, what is happening? You know, and I watched it and I had to go back and rewatch it the next day when I was a lot more sober. And I'm like, God, this is so awesome! You know, like if this match had happened in the 90s. Uh, how good would it have been? And obviously all those guys were past their prime. The match wasn't great. Um, I remember I think Triple H tore his hamstring or something because he just had this giant bruise. Right. Uh, but because of that and just marking out and seeing all those guys doing an angle together, you know, I've probably gone back and watched that match a handful of times. Um, that was in 2015, and that's the most recent one that I can remember of a WrestleMania Uh, that I've gone back and rewatched. And that's kind of why this one stood out to me. Because I was like, what's the last WrestleMania match that I've gone back and rewatched a few times? And it would be that one. That's the one.
0: Yeah. um, I mean, I remember the match, uh, personally. And, like, definitely not trying to bury your matches, but I hated it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I loved that sting was finally there but I just thought it was so campy. And obviously I wasn't drunk so I'm sure that went into how we were viewing it. Um but it just like they just looked so bad, you know what I mean?
1: Um, well, they're all so old. They you talk about so... the match or the angle. I, I mean I'm a fan when I talk I'm a match of a the fan angle, of the, the angle, I don't angle remember the angle itself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I see how it's me- memorable, and I know for you, like, because they all meant so much to your fandom. I get it. Um, oh, I loved
1: it. I, I lo- like just the f- back of the day, like, the dream of being able to see DX and NWO on the same screen together, like, it just it was an impossibility. It would never happen.
0: Yeah. No, that's a good one. Um, I will, since you went first with your last wrestlemania match uh that you can watch on repeat i'll do the same because i i actually have a few wrestlemania matches um my last one's going to be from wrestlemania 30 and that's the triple threat with daniel Bryan, orton and batista um now again i don't think the match quality was great i actually think it was a good match but i think It was more the story like this is one of the best recent storylines that we've seen in so long. Um, Just, you know, Daniel Bryan overcoming the odds. He already had to fight Triple H earlier in the night and beat him just to qualify for that match. But just how things came about, you know, Daniel Bryan wasn't supposed to be in that position. They brought Batista back to win the Royal Rumble and then win the title. And the fans wouldn't let it happen. You know, the fans were like, fuck that. Daniel Bryan is our WWE champion. And so Batista won the Royal Rumble, got his ass booed, and then got his ass booed for the next three months to the point where they're like, shit, we got to change this. And uh, and they had to make the change and put Daniel Bryan in the match. Um, eventually, they somewhat teased what eventually would be a heel turn and a reformation of evolution with Orton and Batista, they kind of like ganged up on Daniel Bryan. Um I remember at one point Orton did this move on the, on the announce table and he fell and he didn't move the monitor out of the way. And he landed right oh, yeah. on it, his oh, back. Yeah. It looked so painful, dude. My and, back still hurts just from watching. Yes. The six years ago. And then eventually Daniel Bryan tapped out Batista. So, Anyone that ever wants to talk shit about Batista, go back and watch that match because Batista specifically came back that time around to win the Royal Rumble and become WWE champion, and what he ends up doing is tapping out to Daniel Bryan to lose his opportunity to become World Heavyweight Champion. Right. Um, and obviously, you know we know pro wrestling is scripted, so he had to like voluntarily be the one. To say, hey, I'll be the one that taps out. Um, So, I mean, good on Batista for that. Because, obviously, that's what the fans wanted. And then afterwards, dude, like, I I get goosebumps thinking about, you know, how that New Orleans, you know, and that Superdome looked when he was standing on that announce table with both belts and everyone was just doing the yes chant. I mean what? Like 80,000 people all doing yes as WrestleMania closed. I mean, I don't think there's been you know a better storyline or WrestleMania moment since then.
1: See, and that's what I mean. Like that's a, that's an excellent example of what I'm talking about or what when I say like these last 4 WrestleManias to me, now this is just to me, my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of, when I said like they, they just there nothing to me stands out about them. Right. And this WrestleMania is a perfect example. Like this is a this was, you know, Yeselania. Like you can go back and rewatch the Daniel Bryan Triple H match. Like you said, he wrestled them earlier in the show, and then yeah. it has that visual of him what you just described. Plus it had um I don't know if this one's on your list. It didn't make mine, but it's it's a honorable mention, you know, the streak ending at that. Yeah,
0: it didn't make too. my list, but I mean fucking incredible
1: <laughs> right so that makes that wrestlemania stand out to me um the wrestlemania 31 stood out to me because of because of the sting triple h match and it was outside um and what you just all that stuff that you just brought up is another is another reason that got me thinking like man these wrestlemanias don't stand out to me like those ones did so that i mean that's a perfect example
0: yeah i mean it's weird because you had that and the very next year you had seth cashing in and uh I mean, those are WrestleMania. That's WrestleMania, and like that's what you think of with WrestleMania. It's like, oh my God, like something like that is going to happen. And even with the Daniel Bryan thing at thirty, like everyone knew, you know what I mean? Like we knew he was going to beat Triple H, and we knew he was going to win in the triple threat match, and no one gave a shit. Like everyone, but they put
1: they put just enough doubt, yeah. be like okay are they really gonna do this or are they gonna hose us <laughs> just enough
0: they, they, true and i think you can somewhat like on a small scale compare what they did with kofi this year to that because even like with the new day coming out and like basically having the title ready to go you know the real title instead of daniel bryan's eco-friendly title. <laughs> right. Ready to go before the match so they're like, "Hey, when you win, we're going to give you the the real title." So, it was it was similar in a way because you're like, "All right, like it feels like destiny he's going to win." Well,
1: you and I talked about that last episode. We were like, "Dude, he has to win."
0: Yeah, and yeah. but that for me as it you know kind of you psych yourself out. You're like, "All right, well, he's got to lose now." Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's like they can't make it that obvious, but they did. And it was it was a good moment, you know, like I don't think it was on the scale of um but it was still a good moment, you know, because you you knew how much it meant to those guys individually. And the fans were also like super into it, even though it was like super obvious.
1: Yeah, and that's, uh, again, another example. I thought the match was great. Um, I think the moment was great. But just for me, I have no desire to go back and rewatch it, even though it was awesome at the time.
0: No, me either.
1: Uh, Okay, so my next one um, is the uh, uh, Montreal Screwjob match, and I'll explain why. Um, The match, I mean, was okay. Obviously, it's one of the most uh, historic moments wrestling history for whatever reason so this was in 97 in november and i'm gonna make myself sound really old but you have to look at this from my perspective so in 97 i didn't have internet i didn't have a cell phone i sound like i'm 100 years old um i taped the pay-per-view and i watched it and i i was watching it with my uncle and i'm like what the fuck just happened and i had heard some of the rumors leading up to it and like this is the, this is how we used to get our wrestling news omar didn't have internet either so he would call but his brother in texas had internet so he would yes. call his brother in texas and his brother would like read him the scoops and then his brother and then omar would call me <laughs> And that's how we would get our wrestling news. So think about now, you just pull up your laptop or even your phone and Twitter, and we get mad at how much wrestling. Like, we get it, we get it even when we don't want it. Right. Um, and that's how we used to have to get our internet news. So after I watched that match, I'm like, me we and like, what just happened? So, like, we went back and rewatched it right away to see if we can pick up on anything because um, we had no way to, to – to see anything else. There was no, we couldn't get on the internet. We couldn't listen to a podcast. Yeah. So I think just that match, just that night we watched it three times. And then I took the tape to Omar's house the next day so he could watch it. And, and then I watched it with him. And then he like, you know, called his brother and we're, we're trying to get the scoops. Um, so that initial week or so, I, I probably watched that match like eight, eight or nine times. Oh God. Um, and then over the years, obviously for, for, other reasons it's been replayed and, and rewatched so for me that's one that i just watched over and over and over simply just trying to figure out what the hell happened because uh, i had no other source of news really bizarre going back and thinking about that now
0: can you imagine what it would be like now if something like that happened like all the theories that would be out there
1: yeah i can but i don't think it would be um as impactful because of that, I think, no. every, I think everyone would know, you know, and they would have their theories back then. People thought they knew. Uh, and it's taken, you know, 20 years to get the true story, here, bits and pieces here and there. I mean, for the first six years after Shawn Michaels still claimed he didn't know. And then it came out that he absolutely did know. <laughs> so I don't think we'll ever see anything like that again, ever.
0: All the people, you know, that Shawn Michaels would say he didn't know, but all the people would be like, "Oh, he he definitely knew." No, Shawn didn't know. All the different stories. Right. Oh my god, <laughs> it would be obnoxious. Right. But that's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's but, a good one. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that what that meant to wrestling history can it might be the most historical match of all time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For, for not the reasons it, you would think, but yes. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> All right, so my next one um, will be this one. Is this the most recent? One of the more recent ones, not the most. Um, but this is from Extreme Rules 2012. This was Brock Lesnar's first match back. Um, okay. When he returned after his, God, almost... what, eight-year hiatus? Um, Oh, yes. Cena-Lesnar, Extreme Rules 2012. I love this match, dude. It's one of the most brutal brawls that you can watch for at least professional wrestling. I mean, there's blood, there's just the amount of violence, and you don't expect the ending either because Cena wins. So, Lesnar comes back after WrestleMania that year, confronts Cena on the Raw after WrestleMania, gives him an F5 to set up this match. Now, I remember me and you at the time were like, there's no way he can wrestle in three weeks. Uh, but he did. Um, <laughs> they were like, all right, like I don't know if it was SmackDown the next night or the next week. They're like, all right, Cena's going to fight Lesnar at extreme rules. We're like, what the fuck? So they set this matchup. And at least I remember, I'm like, this is going to suck. Like he hasn't wrestled in eight years and it did not suck. They beat the shit out of each other. And, uh, and I remember, I think Cena like gave him an attitude adjustment onto steel steps to like win, even though he had just gotten brutally yeah. destroyed. Yeah, he did. Um, but, God, it was so good. I mean, I like watching things that I really think the guy is getting his ass beat. And I think he was. I think they both were getting their oh, ass beat. absolutely. Absolutely he was. But, There's
1: certain stuff you just can't fake.
0: Yeah. Um, but that just felt so real to me. And I, I think, like, that might be one that is the easiest to go back and watch just because of the carnage. Like, it's easy to show people. It's easy to go back and watch it. And, like, even though you know who's going to win, it was like a half an hour match. Like, Lesnar hadn't wrestled in eight years. You know how his matches are now. Like, I think his WrestleMania match was like two minutes with Rollins. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. If you that, count
1: that, it was like 11 minutes or something like that. But if you count the time from when the actual bell rang, right. yeah, it was like two.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, his first match back and he puts on like a half hour show with Cena. I mean, it was great. I love watching that match.
1: It's it's funny. I think I'll have to go back and watch it. I don't. That's one. So my thing, that's the era. That's right before the network started. Right. So, yeah, that's the era where I was living at Omar's and we would only buy a pay-per-view and go halves on it you know, every once in a while because, you know, there's 12 pay-per-views. So yeah. I think I just watched that one on some stream. And I remember watching the match, so I, I must have watched it because um, I remember it.
0: Yeah, I but definitely then illegally there was no that way for, one.
1: Yeah, yeah. But there was no way for me to go back and re-watch it. So it would have had to have been uh, two years later, whenever the network launched, that I would have to go back and rewatch. And I'm assuming that's what you watch it on, is the yeah. network? Yeah. Yeah. So that's one I for me, I had no that wasn't, you know, I was pretty surprised when you mentioned that one. Uh that's one for me that I have to go back and rewatch. But I think I watched it that one time and then that was it, because I had no means to go back and rewatch it. And what all I remember from that, other the aftermath is Omar being pissed that they beat Brock. He was so pissed. <laughs> They're like, how can they beat him in this first match back? Like they just killed him off like that's it they just yeah I, Lester,
0: thought he was, which obviously... I thought he was done dude i've been like yeah. i'm yeah. i mean it was the time where cena was you know i think people were getting very tired of cena and oh god i'm yes. like oh this is gonna be awesome Brock is gonna come in and he's just gonna destroy him and beat him that's what i and thought he did come in he destroyed him and cena still won i'm like you have gotta be kidding me
1: yeah, I, I don't I wasn't as mad as Omar. I was more surprised that they did that. Like, yeah. are you yeah, like that? Like, are you serious? Yeah. So I remember that booking decision more than the match. Um, sure. But with the benefit of hindsight, it's fine. Yeah. John Cena's one of the biggest stars ever. Brock Lesnar is one of the biggest attractions ever. Uh, he was hurt. Nothing by that loss. Um, no, I think he's the, had a pretty Grand good seven six. years. I think he's been okay. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I'll just – my next one that I'll just kind of tie into uh, the pay-per-view thing. So when there was a pay-per-view that Omar and I – obviously we'd buy wrestling, usually the big four, and, and yeah. split them. Um, but the one that we did decide to buy that we had it in years was uh, Money in the Bank 2011. Uh, and right. I am not disappointed that we did. Uh, so that Cena Punk – Match and like what you were talking about earlier storyline. That story, that match is maybe the best I've ever seen um, live watching it. Sure. Uh, I I've, I went back and watched it again that day, maybe twice. Um, this is the one for those of you who don't remember that Punk was legit. Well, not legit. Um, I think at one point it was legit that his contract was expiring that night at midnight. Um, he won the WWF title, WWE title, uh, Vince McMahon sent out Alberto, you know, as a shoot, you know, quote unquote with the headsets, he's like, get Alberto out here, you know, to (laughs) cash in. And and he didn't and (laughs) CM punk left the arena in a car with the belt, supposedly no longer under contract to WWE. Um, the story was great. This was in the era of the internet and of Twitter so I was able to go and look at what everybody, and I think everyone knew it was a work, but no one cared. We wanted to put our minds in dis in 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 dis, um, you know what I'm saying? Disbelief or whatever that thing is, that saying is yeah. uh, to believe that it was real and that it was a real angle. And people on Twitter, even you know, I remember like wrestlers like Mick Foley, like man, I'm jealous. That's an awesome character CM Punk has right now. Uh, CM Punk tweeted a picture he put the belt in his fridge <laughs> at home um, and I, I've gone back and watched that match several times I remember uh, our buddy Hiro he had not seen it um, a couple years maybe just a year into um, me knowing Hiro I'm like dude gotta watch it we're out drinking beers like so as soon as we get home I'm putting it on and I did um, it's one of those type of matches like if someone's uh a casual wrestling fan or they haven't right. watched in a long time and they want to see a really good match, you know, that one I can put on the crowd in Chicago, all of it, story, match crowd. It, it was fucking awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the things where like a storyline, everything comes together perfectly, you know, because really you didn't, I mean, unless you were, you know, a giant fan, you didn't know if it was real or not. Like you thought, he was really leaving um again they did enough they yeah. did
1: enough to make you even the hardest a hardcore fan maybe this is real
0: yeah because didn't he show up like a comic-con during that month too, yeah
1: with the belt yeah he was doing a lot of stuff to legit make you think it might not it might not be real and cm punk had the character to pull it off now i don't want to talk about the aftermath too much i think they could have gone with that longer and it would be yeah. more effective but that's how effective that story was and I think they could have stretched that out
0: yeah and and for him to be in his hometown when that happened I mean I just don't think you you see things like that anymore and it oh, it's, no. hard, it's hard <laughs> to create magic like that you know right uh, that's a that's a really good one I mean I think about that storyline all the time less the match. Um, for me personally, but the storyline I think about all the time.
1: Um, I remember Omar and I fell asleep. I think, I forget the match that was on before. I think it was an Orton match. And, and Omar and I had gone to the Dodger D backs game earlier with a buddy. Okay. So we had beers at the Dodger game. So, you know, Dodger game would have been at, like, 1230 on a Sunday. And then yeah. we got home at, like, 4 in the afternoon or whatever and started. We had dvr the pay-per-view. So we were struggling to stay awake because we had yeah. that day drinking buzz going.
0: Sure.
1: And, and we'd fall asleep. But as soon as that Cena-Pug match came on, oh, man, we were <laughs> wide awake.
0: <laughs> I bet. Um, all right. I will go on to another WrestleMania match. This was from WrestleMania 28. Uh, WrestleMania 28 with Triple H versus The Undertaker in Hell in a Cell with Shawn Michaels as the special guest referee. Um, I think this... Sorry, hold the applause. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is one of my favorite matches of all time. Um, And I think, like, repeat watching matches and then having favorite matches... They're two different things. This one just happens to be on both lists for me. I mean, the match quality was insanely good. I mean, this probably was Undertaker's last like high-quality match. I guess the one with Punk was pretty good, but it wasn't nearly as good as this. No, this was his
1: last best match. Yeah, yeah for so, sure.
0: So, I mean, this it was it, probably at least 30 minutes, because every WrestleMania Triple H match is at least 30 minutes. Sure. Um, and, and obviously Hell in a Cell adds another element. You put in Shawn Michaels, who, you know, had his own beef with Undertaker. You know, Undertaker ended his career. And, I mean, just the amount of near falls, the amount of times where you're like, shit. Triple H is going to end this streak. Because you just figured if it's going to be anyone, it's going to be Triple H, at the time at least. And, sure. uh And then Shawn Michaels, you know, eventually hitting, you know, switching music on, on Undertaker. And you think, oh, there's no way Taker can survive this. And just, like, all the ups and downs and the twists and the turns. Because, like, you just... At that point, you're like, how are we going to... I think they were like, how are we going to keep people believing that Undertaker like is going to lose? And I think that's a struggle, especially at the time, what were they, like, 20 or 21 straight? I think it was 20, because he won that one, and then he won Punk, and then he lost, right? Yeah, because what? Okay. So that
1: would have been 21 and oh.
0: Yeah, because it was 28, 29, and then he lost at 30. So that okay. would have been his 21st win. Um, so he was 20-0 at the time. You know, he'd never lost at WrestleMania, and he had already beaten Triple H the year before. Um, so, I mean, it just... it I, It's hard to really describe. I mean, but this, you know, for match quality, this is probably the best match on my list as far as match quality. And it's so easy to watch because... Even now, you going back and watching it, and seeing those near falls, you still think those near falls might end up as a three count, and it's really hard, almost impossible to find matches like that. So, and I think they knew. I mean, I know they knew all three of them at the end of that match what they had just done, because you know what they oh, did yeah. like, at the top of that the ramp, you know, where they. You know, kind of all embraced and uh, just looked at the crowd after, you know, they'd just beaten the shit out of each other and uh, and just kind of broke the, the fourth wall or whatever. And we're like, wow, this, you know, this moment is special. Like, I'll always remember that match because it, of how good it was.
1: No, I'll just cross this one off my list because it was already on my list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I agree with everything you said, and then I'll just add to it, being the Shawn Michaels mark that I am, I have to mention that his participation as the guest referee in that match added something to that story as well because obviously uh, he's Triple H's best friend, uh, real-life best friend, and Undertaker was the one that retired him in story. So all of this played into the story, and it was like, well, is Shawn going to screw Taker? So you had that element that made it believable that it was very possible that undertaker could lose because it was, uh, the story of that match was that the year before triple H beat him, excuse me, undertaker beat triple H, but barely like triple H left or undertaker hurt left more hurt than triple H. Right. So they did the angle on raw where, where taker came back and challenged triple H in the same way that triple H had challenged him the year before. But by this point, triple H was more corporate in his suit, shorter hair. Yeah. So he just kind of smiled at undertaker and like dismissed his challenge. Like, no, you don't got any more. Um, and that added to it. And it was like legitimately believable that this could be the undertaker's, uh, loss. You know, know, Shawn Michaels could help, and then Shawn Michaels did get involved, but even then, uh, Undertaker still won. So uh, everything you had already said plus that, that does make it a very rewatchable match. I think I – the way I always can tell, too, is if I go back and rewatch it that day, and this one I did. So we must have ordered this one on pay-per-view and then DVR'd it because I remember going back and rewatching it right away and then probably a couple more times you know, that week. And then a few times over the years, but definitely one of my more rewatchable matches for sure.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned Shawn Michaels, you know, being the referee, like it's hard for a special ref to add value to a match. I think sometimes I think it's almost, you don't see as much anymore as you used to, but it's almost like a crutch or a gimmick to just get a guy involved. Right. Um, And like, this was one time where it's like, like, what is Shawn Michaels going to do? Because you know he wanted to, like, call it down the middle, but, like, would his pride let him? And it's really hard to do that, I think. Um, and even it, it didn't, and Undertaker still won. So that's, like, a twist, too, because usually if, you know, someone's trying to screw him over, that's going to be successful. So, Shawn. Tr- Sean, I don't even know if he was like trying to screw him over, but he's just like, fuck you. Sweet chin music. Didn't even put Taker out. It, yeah, yeah. Taker still came back and won. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then they're like, like, oh no, my God. Good story. Like it just it's not gonna happen. He's never gonna lose. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that one was really, really good. So um so then I'll just yeah, I'll just piggyback. are, are you good?
1: Yeah. Okay, so I'll just piggyback off yours then. Uh, It's another Hell in the Cell Taker match. And I'm curious to get your thoughts on this one because I believe you had just barely kind of started watching wrestling. So this one's an obvious one, I think, for a lot of people. But it's the Hell in the Cell 98, King of the Ring with Foley and Undertaker. I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) how could you not – not only did they replay these things within this show, how could you not – rewatch this or show your friends that may not watch wrestling or, Oh, it's all fake. Really? Watch this shit. Um, I don't know where you were at in 98 watching it. I don't know if you had it on tape, if your parents let you order it. Uh, I remember going to my uncle's and we ordered it and taped it. So that's how I was able to, um, kind of rewatch it over and over and show people. I think, I think this might be the match that i not only rewatch myself, but shown people because it was a very sure. easy thing to show them. Um, so I would say, what what match have you shown people that don't really watch wrestling the most? By far, it would be this one because it. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. It looked like he killed the guy.
0: Yeah, uh, it's like uh, it's weird for me on this one. I I wasn't like I was watching, but I was only like I. I'll get to. I'll get to why I started watching in '98 soon and uh and then i would only like go to video stores and rent videos of old shit so i wasn't like keeping up with current product yet probably for i don't know a few more months or maybe even up to a year um until i like got up to current product so i at the time at that time i didn't know what was happening um until like I like discovered raw and then I'm like, Oh, I got to watch this every week and then started having someone videotape it for me. Um, but like, I, it's weird to watch this because it's like, it's almost like you can't even call it a match, you know, because exactly. it wasn't really a match. It um, and, it's a moment. It's it right. Yeah. But people, this might be, out, you know, outside of the screw job, this might be the second most memorable match ever. Um, because of what happened, you know. So Taker just really basically killed Foley, and there wasn't really any wrestling. Like he, there were just you know spots of what Foley did and what Taker did to him, but they didn't really do anything. Like Foley, I don't know if Foley got any offense, did he?
1: Well, no, because so he. Dude, uh, Foley jumped off the cage, but in storyline, Taker threw him off. Right. Right away. So that yeah. was it. And then when Foley came back...
0: Yeah, he, like, what? Rode the gurney down the ramp. Yeah. And then got back... In, did he climb back up? And then up? Taker...
1: Yeah, they climbed back up because Taker okay. was already up there. Yeah. He and then he, back was, up. he wasn't supposed to fall through the second time. The yeah. first one was a planned spot. The second one was a complete accident.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In which
1: Foley legit knocked himself out. Um, so no, he got no offense.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it's <laughs> it's weird because Foley fell through after that choke slam, and and then Taker just basically went down and like when did he pin him? Did he he didn't pin him right away because everyone no, was because, like, "Fucking stay away from him; he might be dead."
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's right. It sounds funny now, but that is exactly the case. Yeah. Um, because Foley hit himself with a chair too, which knocked him out on the way down. That's right. So Foley was legit knocked out. Um, no, I, I we have to see. We have to go back and rewatch because there was thumbtacks and shit. So I think after that they realized he was fine. They still put on another five minute, maybe quote unquote, match, and then Taker pinned him. Yeah. I think. But you don't. That's my point. You only remember those two
0: things. Yeah. But I mean, that was enough. The to make it plenty a- plenty yeah I mean that uh, made both of them I mean Tigger was already made but made him even bigger and Foley would without that mcFoley would never be as big as he got.
1: Yeah, and I was gonna save this one from like my last one because like I really think this is the one that I've shown people more, over and over. Yeah. Um. But I just since you were already talking about Undertaker and Hell in a Cell, I I had to throw this one in at some point. So fuck it.
0: Sure. So it's weird that we're. I'm gonna mention one more Hell in a Cell here. So we went Taker, Triple H, Taker, Foley. Now I'm gonna go full circle and do a Foley, Triple H, Hell in a Cell. So, No Way Out, 2000, Triple H, Cactus Jack, Hell in a Cell. This might... God, it's always hard to pick, but this is one of my favorite. It might be my most favorite match to go back and watch. Um, Because, again, Triple H just fucking brutally assaulted and destroyed (laughs) McFoley. I mean... Yeah. It was one of the most gruesome things I've ever seen, and... Like, it was hard because at this time, I... At by this the way,
1: by the way, we're seeing a pattern with what you like, Matt. You realize that?
0: But what? Like, viol- severe violence? Yeah just,
1: <laughs> yeah, just violence and destruction and people <laughs> just getting killed. But, but continue.
0: Yeah. So, at the time, Triple H was probably at his hottest. And he was never losing. And he was basically screwing everyone to win always. And I remember, I hated Triple H. Hated him with a passion. Sure. And uh, Cactus Jack had just kind of like reemerged, you know, because Foley would switch his gimmicks up and was challenging Triple H. And, and I like, I knew enough about Cactus Jack to know, like, oh, Cactus Jack is a badass. He's going to beat Triple H. Um, but, I mean, that match was insane, dude. I remember watching it at my neighbor's because they bought the pay-per-view. And I'm like, I got to see this. And uh, just barbed wire bats and, what, like, two-by-fours with barbed wire wire on fire. And Foley went through the top of the cage again with a backdrop. So he already had all that air. And he went through it again. I mean, it just, and Stephanie was involved. I mean, like, oh, my God, dude. There's so many just brutal spots. And it was like. And Triple H obviously won, and it was just like, my God! Like, when is McFoley just not going to be able to do this anymore? Because he got destroyed. I mean, he got some offense in. Don't get me wrong, but he, for the most part, got destroyed.
1: Yeah, no, and I, I think Triple H 2000, um, that run for me was he had a lot of re- uh, watchable matches. Because they the they had that one at Royal Rumble in that January, and then the one that you just mentioned, yeah. I definitely rewatched those a lot. I definitely rewatched his Iron Man match with Rock later that year a few times. Yep. Um, I think there was a couple other in two thousand uh, with Rock it, and that I watched. So he had a string there. Um, the, that Iron Man match two thousand was on my list too. By the way, so I'll just cross that one off um, and not go too much into it. But yeah, Triple H two thousand. Um, was awesome. He had a lot of matches that you could go back and rewatch at the time.
0: And obviously where we're at now, like our age and our fandom, like you can look and you can appreciate it. But at the time, like I was fourteen years old and I like with all the passion in the world hated Triple H. Well, I think
1: that's why and- he might be one of the last true heels where he was not at that time trying to be cool there was other times in his career where he was right trying to be the cool heel but at that time he wasn't he just wanted you to not like him and if 14 year old you did that if you hated him because just because you hated him yeah i think he was doing his job very effectively
0: and i i just remember like how much i hated him and how helpless of a feeling it was when he just (laughs) didn't lose i was like how he's never gonna lose like who's gonna beat him that i mean that is an effective yeah 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 so i mean you can go back and look now and appreciate it and be like man he was obviously one of the best or is one of the best to ever do it but at the time you're like oh my god i I hate him go away i never want to see him again I mean I was
1: a little older at that time. So I was already, what, 20, 20 years old.
0: Yeah. Um, so I
1: knew a little bit more of what was going on. But I was the same way, but more of a storyline thing. Like, oh, I'm so sick of him being champion in storyline. it sucks. But his matches were great.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> um all right, let me just let me just quickly rattle off the ones that I had left on my list without going too much into them.
0: Okay, because I only really uh, have Flare one Flair
1: Savage and Okay, I'll I'll rattle mine off and then you can uh, grand finale it. So mm-hmm. Flair Savage WrestleMania eight. I don't know why I just liked it a lot. Survivor Series ninety two. The whole pay per view. Uh, the reason for that is because that was the first pay per view um, that I actually remember ordering myself and being able to record it on VHS. Okay. So I because of that I didn't have to wait for it to come out you know and rent it. So I watched it probably thirty times. I don't know mm-hmm. why. Um, bash at the beach '96. That's that. That's the first match of the outsiders Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. With you know the whole angle. I mean, I had to put that one on there. Um, that's my only WCW one that I have on there. <laughs> but I watched that match and segment over the years. I don't know, thirty times. Um, but and then my big one was gonna be the um, the '90 you know '98 Hell in the Cell. So Matt, go for it.
0: So my, the whole reason I got into wrestling, and I've talked about this before on Hold the Applause, but was WrestleMania 14, Stone Cold Steve Austin against HBK with the special enforcer being Mike Tyson. So this match wasn't actually probably not good um, I, as far I as, dis- as...
1: I disagree. I, I've, I'm with you. I've watched this several times as well. Yeah. I think it was a good... Solid match.
0: I think it was a bit choppy. I obviously I've watched it several times. Well, too. I Sean just was crippled. Yeah, I don't think they like they meshed as well as, as they could have. But obviously, I still think it was great because of the moment. And uh, and I remember, you know, watching. I I got. I know one of my best friends in junior high loved wrestling, so I either borrowed this from him or or I rented it or something because of him and it was WrestleMania 14. So it would have been, you know, at least a few months after the event because it was like, it was legit, like with the, the artwork and everything. So it wasn't like a, a, just a regular VHS taped Like this was the actual tape. Like the cool tape yeah. that WW WWF released, right? So I remember watching it, and I watched the whole thing. And uh, but the, obviously, what I remember most is just Stone Cold HBK because, you know, I'm I'm not like huge into wrestling yet, but I immediately gravitated to Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I immediately grasped the concept of good guy against bad guy because it's not hard when you're you're, you know, twelve years old to understand that. But I was like super into it right off the bat. Where I'm like, no fuck, Shawn Michaels. Like I need Stone Cold to win and become champion. And uh, very easy
1: to hate Shawn Michaels in 1998. <laughs> very easy.
0: And you know, I'm sure at the time I hated that he had long hair. And he was coming out with China, who was, like, super manly. And for a 12-year-old, I, you know, I couldn't really understand those things other than I'm like, man, I don't like, you know, the way those guys look. Stone Cold looks like a badass. I know who Mike Tyson is. Um, so, like, it, it all just kind of made sense to me. And then just for the ending to see Tyson get involved and to help Stone Cold win, and then he was just, you know, king of the mountain on top of the world. He was the champion. Like, it like it was like a click of the fingers. Like, I was like, okay, I love Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, I need to consume as much of this as possible. So I remember I'd go to, you know, the video store. Not even Blockbuster. I forgot the name of the video store. But they had, like, a a special interest section, which was weird because it was really close to porn videos. Special interest. Yeah. I remember that. So special interest is I'm what like, I remember. I'm, man. <laughs> I'm like just trying to like, you know, blinders right to the to the wrestling videos. And I'm like just picking out a new one or two every every couple days. And they were only like a buck, too. And so I would just pick a new one and I would watch it. And I was always looking for, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin matches. So I'd look at the back and I'd see if Stone Cold was on it. And if he wasn't, I'm like, no, I don't want that one. So I'd always just look for Stone Cold ones, which was weird at the time because, you know, Stone Cold had like just, like that was when he had gotten huge. He'd been around, but, you know, I was probably watching a lot of stinker Stone Cold matches. Um, but yeah, that's how I got into it. So for a while I was just going to and renting old pay-per-views, you know, and best of. I would be very,
1: I would be very interested to see a list of those pay-per-views that you were renting. God, I
0: wish I remembered, man. I really do, because it means, you know, it really meant so much to, you know, my becoming the fan I am today. Like, were you
1: watching Stone Cold versus, like, Savio Vega? Oh, for sure. (laughs) I
0: watched Stone Cold, Savio Vega hundreds of times, probably. Um, So... Yeah. Stone Cold versus Jake the Snake from Survivor from King of the Ring. I'm sure you were watching all of that of stuff. Of course, of course, I watched all those. The and then I even watched some WCW ones because I think there might have been times where I watched like every Stone Cold one and I still wanted a new one. So, like there'd be some ones like Bash at the Beach. I knew who Ric Flair was and and Hogan, so I'm like, oh, I'll get this one. And so I was watching just everything I could. And then I figured out like what raw was, and then it, everything changed. you know, isn't there, it amazing, it
1: man, that all that effort that you put into that nowadays, a twelve year old has all that stuff on his at his fingertips. yeah,' be network for the blow price of nine ninety nine That's insane,
0: <laughs> yeah, it is really insane, man. I mean, now that I, think about it, because we all have it too, you know, we can watch it and we can watch whatever we want, but I could probably really go through all these pay-per-views and remember you know, which ones I rented and you know, these kids should just click a few buttons or watch it on their phone whenever they want, and I was like, you know, watching these rewinding them, taking them back and like begging my parents to take me to the video store every two... Few days just so I could, you know, keep watching wrestling, and they were like, "What in the hell is he watching?" Like, right. And
1: another know? thing too, you because you were renting these, you were watching the whole carts You weren't just watching Stone Cold matches. Now on the network, you could just watch Stone Cold matches. So yeah, it's so different, and it it, it makes you sound old, and it makes me sound old. <laughs> when I talk about not having the internet and a cell phone, but I mean that's how it was. You yeah. used to have to go to the video store every couple days. Now you can literally, which I'm probably gonna do a little bit later. Now that we've been talking about this, I'm kind of in the mood to watch some old matches. You know, I I don't have to fucking ride my bike to the video store. I could just pull (laughs) the WWE Network.
0: It's nice. I am very grateful for the access.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: That was uh, that. I owe everything to that match, or at least all my fandom to that match. Um, Because if I hadn't, you know, found that match or that match hadn't been on that WrestleMania who I might not have, um, you know, ever gotten into it as much as I did. No, and that
1: was one of the better WrestleMania matches of all time up to that point. Um, Even as a Shawn Michaels fan, I didn't know that he was going to be hurt and gone for five years or whatever. But even as a Shawn Michaels fan, we knew it was Stone Cold's time. Even I wanted uh, Stone Cold to win. I don't know if I knew how big it was he was going to be, but I knew he was going to be huge, and it was time for him to win the belt, and that was just awesome. Uh, if you watched the match knowing Shawn Michaels could barely walk and you cut him some slack on that, that match was pretty fucking good.
0: Yeah. I mean, it gives you a different perspective for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, obviously, it's always fun to reminisce, and it does give you the itch to go back and watch these. I... Want to go back and watch uh, Cactus Jack get destroyed in a Hell in a Cell. So I'm probably going to do that here in the next couple days.
1: I want to see that Cena-Brock match you were talking about. Because, again, I haven't seen that match since yeah. its initial airing um, on a legal stream.
0: Watch <laughs> it, dude. Go Watch it and let me know what you think. No, I will. All right. Anything else to add? I'm nah, man. I'm good. Cool. Well, thank you, as always, for listening, everyone. And until the next time, remember to hold the applause.